Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, January the 15th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today's episode, we are going to quickly talk about different ways to keep making progress in the gym. I stumbled across this infographic a long time ago. It's uh, been kind of buried in my files here, uh, among some other things, but I wanted to drop it all to you guys today, just because obviously it's January, we're kicking off the new year, a lot of you guys are roaring to get back and get fit after the, uh, you know, maybe hiatus uh, you had in uh, in 2020 there, and whether you're training in a gym setting or at home, these are just some nice little takeaways to uh, hopefully push you guys to the next level and keep you motivated and helping you make progress, because that's what we're all about here. But before, obviously, I kick into today's episode, again, reminder, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. Again, if you guys have not yet jumped on the Athletic Greens, hit me up. I'm happy to have Monica send you a free pack to try uh, at no cost. We literally will put it in an envelope, and we'll ship it to you right from our studio that I'm talking in right now, and you can try it and then make the call for yourself. So, the offer right now, if you guys want to jump on it, again, the site is always athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. You'll get five free travel packs and a year free supply of vitamin D3, which you guys have heard me talk about how important it is to have D3 in your life. We talked Athletic Greens into hooking you guys up with a year supply for free uh, just for ordering. And again, Athletic Greens, you guys know it's the one thing I take every day. Uh, I never miss it. You're talking 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food ingredients just in one scoop. Basically, it's like an all-in-one for you. So instead of taking 15 different pills, you literally just take Athletic Greens, mix it in water, and you slam it. If you really you know, don't like the greens, squirt a little lemon in there. But honestly, it's the best tasting greens, uh, hands down. Uh, it's not even close. In terms of micronutrients, nothing else even compares to it. So if you guys are looking for something to support your immune system, which obviously is ideal, better gut health, better digestion, uh, honestly, an energy boost, brain function, this is what I would take. And again, it does not matter what type of eating style you guys have. If you're a vegetarian, vegan, paleo, keto, it all works. So if you're interested, hit me up. I'm happy to send the link to you guys. And again, we're giving you a free year supply of vitamin D3, which is insane, plus the greens, plus five free travel packs. And if you really are unsure, we'll send you some to try. Who else is doing that? No other podcaster, no other fitness person, but we're fucking crazy here and we're happy to help you. So hit me up. Otherwise, the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott to get the free hookups with the greens. And again, you will not be disappointed. Also, Podcast is brought to you by my homies over at Beam CBD. You guys know me. It's the one sleep product I do take. Again, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see right here. Uh, again, it's 20 milligrams of the nano CBD, no THC in it. You won't fail a drug test. You won't get high, but it will help you sleep. Also, it's nice because they throw a little bit of the uh, magnesium in there. They throw the melatonin in there and the theanine as well, which is the amino acid that promotes relaxation, calmness, and helps sleep quality. So I can always hook you guys up with 20% off. And if you really want to try the Beam uh, CBD, we talk them into giving you three free nights for free. All you got to do is hit me up. I'll send you guys the link. Try it for yourself. If it helps you sleep better, you can always get it from us at a 20% discount compared to the rest of the world. So... 
That is what we got going on today. Now, as we talk about different ways to make progress in the gym, I want to share something with you here that I threw over on Instagram the other day. I can't remember if I said it here. We're on so many platforms. It all gets mixed up in my head. And uh, it's Friday. I'm tired. I still got a lot of stuff to do. But if I haven't shared it here, I thought it'd be nice to. And again, if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook and you read the newsletter, you're going to you know, have already heard this or read it, uh, depending on, you know, where you listen to us and, and follow us most, but it's just talking about empathy. And I wrote this probably three years ago, camp on my Facebook memories, and I made a quick video just to share it because the world is so <sighs> divided right now. And I'm not just talking the political stuff, it's anything. It feels like people are just wound super tight and they're just looking to argue for, for no reason, whether it's, you know, who's better, uh, the Vikings or the Packers, who's the GOAT, uh, Jordan or LeBron, you know, is Die Hard really a Christmas movie? And then people will argue over it. Like, that's what I feel like the world is in today. And the note was just talking about practicing empathy. And so the next time you're in an argument, you're having an issue or a disagreement with somebody, just step back for a second and listen more than you talk. I think that's why, you know, God gave you two ears and one mouth. So you listen more than you ramble. Because in every scenario, there's always going to be different viewpoints. So again, it's like if it's like uh, if you have parents who are, who are divorced, right? The mom has a story, the dad has a story, and the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. And I think that's where we all kind of fall with a lot of the shit that's going on in the world. And I always try to practice empathy. I always try to put myself in other people's shoes whenever possible. It helps me understand things from a different viewpoint and at least see things through somebody else's eyes and not just my own. It also helps me see the bigger picture. It's a really simple yet highly effective tactic that very few people do. And it seems these days that common sense really isn't that common anymore. And if nothing else, by doing this, it helps you become more educated, less emotional in your decision making, in your responses moving forward. And I believe it's going to improve all of your relationships. So practicing empathy can be a super powerful skill that if you harness it, it can make your life run that much smoother. At least it's been my experience. And I think it can do the same thing for you guys. And I say that from a place not of judgment, not telling you how to live your life. Obviously, it's my podcast, so you're going to get my opinion, but I was not always this person. I used to be just a young, you know, angry, naive, negative, ignorant asshole who thought the world owed me something, and I had this victim mentality, and I was just pissed off, and I would be probably the person quick to argue if there would have been the internet uh, back then, and just talk shit and get in these you know, visceral debates about my opinion versus your opinion. And you see, that's what people are doing. And if you want to do that, that's fine. I personally believe there's much better use of your time. And uh, I don't think you've ever convinced anybody to join your side when you argue on the internet. Like if someone is a diehard Packers fan, I'm not going to sit and scream at them, tell them why they should love the Vikings. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like you've never flipped anybody. All you're doing is just creating noise. And I, and I think most of us are pretty cool. 
most of us are are pretty chill and are pretty positive. It's just the extremes on both ends of every spectrum. And so instead of getting in arguments and fights, step back, sit, listen, and then respond how you feel like you need to. But wasting your life arguing with people on the internet, um, I just think there's a lot better use of your time, effort, energy. And if we know your health is the most important thing in the world and your time is probably the second most important commodity, just make sure you're spending it wisely. And at the end of the day, um, by doing this, it just helps you not be an asshole. It just makes you a nicer person. And if you look at how we would get through any crisis, any dilemma, any scenario, it's just being a kind, nice human being who listens before they talk. Just my two cents as we move into uh, 2021 here. So two other things real quick. One, we got a an athlete here. Uh, let's call her Jen. Maybe the names are real. Maybe they're not. Who knows? Um, but her and her husband did a really cool thing uh, to start the year off here that I just wanted to uh, float out here. Not that you guys even give a shit, but just kind of the pay it forward mentality. Now, they're fortunate enough to uh, to make money and uh, and live a pretty good life here. And uh, they came to me uh, at the end of uh, last year, so a couple weeks back, and we're like, hey, you know, we'd like to, uh, you know, donate uh, a membership to somebody, uh, somebody who you know is in need. We don't have to necessarily know them or who they are, but somebody who maybe used to come here and lost their job uh, during the pandemic or has fell in hard times and really needs to be active, needs to be part of the community and maybe stop their membership because, you know, financially it just didn't fit, you know, what they were trying to do right now. And so obviously Monica and I went through our list of people and we found somebody uh, to bring back into the fold who uh, the husband ran their own business and it really slowed down during this and they were furloughed from their job. And now because of Jen and her husband, they can come back into the community and be active here uh, and get all the benefits, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and emotional. And I thought that was super cool because I have seen a lot of our athletes here do different stuff over the years, but that's the first time I have ever... uh, seen that and experienced that and been able to give that to somebody else for them to, you know, sponsor basically an athlete to come here and work out and train and and get their life back to some semblance of normalcy after the, the shit year of 2020. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. So shout out to, uh, to Jen and her husband for that. That's a, it's a pretty cool thing. And it's things like that, that we can do uh, to other people. And, And I don't just mean the money stuff, but when you're in a position to help somebody and all of us are, in some way, shape, or form, I think you should do that. And the more you can do it, uh, that spreads like wildfire, man. Karma's a real thing. I believe in it. And uh, I think the more good you do in the world, the more good comes back to you. And it just it just makes it feel like people give a shit. Because I, I do really think we do at the end of the day. And so just want to share that uh, quick story with you. As I get into uh, different ways for you guys to make progress in the gym. And I'm going to go relatively quick here. I don't want to uh, reinvent the wheel. A lot of these are things you guys know uh, or should know, but maybe you just don't think about in your own programming, in your own fitness. If you're training at home still, uh, if your gyms are closed down or you don't feel comfortable to go back, whatever the situation may be, and uh, just make a mental note of these or, or maybe jot some of the notes down or pause the podcast and say, okay, I can do this with my own training as I move forward into uh, the new year. And... The last thing on my notes here, uh, real quick before I go, 
somebody was asking me, obviously on Instagram the other day, about shoes and what I thought were the best training shoes. I've talked about this before. This has nothing to do with today's podcast, but I told him I would mention it uh, here. I was going to do a Q&A podcast, but I don't have enough time today uh, to get through all the questions. I got about 50 questions from you guys, which I thank you uh, very much for those. But on the shoes... I think the best training shoes that I personally like are the Reebok Nanos. Now, if I could go back and get the, the originals, which I still have about 10 pairs, and the Gen 2s, those are probably my favorite. As they've evolved, some of the Nanos I love, some of the Nanos I don't like, but I do think the Reebok Nanos are probably the best training shoe overall if you're going to squat, deadlift, then jump rope and uh, do dynamic movements because they're a minimalist-style shoe. Uh, typically, they're flat. They do have enough uh, heel support for me personally. So I would say those are probably my favorite. I do love the Noble trainers, uh, some of them, some of them not so much. I love them to walk around in. I love them to work in. Uh, I like them to travel in. So they're probably my next uh, on the list. I've never tried the, the Nike Metcon, so I can't speak on that. I basically was a Reebok guy for seven years, if you guys know. I was the Reebok for seven years, and that's basically all I wore for seven straight years from underwear to socks to shoes to everything that was I was a Reebok dude and then when we ended our relationship with Reebok at least like at the level it was at I started to get into uh some of the noble stuff and those things but uh the nanos do hold up I've hiked the Grand Canyon in them I've uh, I've deadlifted in them I've squatted in them they make good shit so I do think the nanos are the best I love the twos and probably the ones my favorite and if you're looking they do retro some of them but Typically, any of them are fine. So hopefully that answered your question on the shoes. The last thing, I know I said that already. Uh, Mark Bell had posted a, a little quote and a, a phrase and a saying he's been saying over and over again through uh, through 2020. And I find it uh, just as true in, uh, in 2021 as I've been super busy this year to start. Uh, obviously, our business has looked a lot different than, you know, maybe I envisioned it and the beauty of the internet has been great. We've been able to do a lot of amazing things, but I found myself very busy with certain tasks and projects and some days I'm just tired and I'm just run down. And uh, if you take on all the, the new changes and things that are going on in the world, it's a lot obviously to chew on. And the one thing that he would always say and harp on that stuck with me was uh, lift through it. And that would be the phrasing. So like if you're having a shitty day, lift through it. You're having a problem, something's going on, lift through it. And that's the way that I took it. I interpret it to you guys as just train through it. You know, if something's going on, I feel I always feel better after I train. Even if I'm tired, uh, I'm run down, you know, and again, I'm not saying, you know, make yourself sick and go crazy, but if you find yourself being out of whack, out of sync, things are going wrong. When I train, the endorphins come I get this natural high. I just feel better after a workout, even if it's only 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes of something, just hopping on the bike and riding it, just train through it. I, I feel better. I feel like I accomplished something. Uh, I'm in a better mental state. There's some clarity there. There's a sense of accomplishment. Uh, and the days where if like I didn't get to train the way that I wanted to, or maybe it was cut short because of something, I just don't feel right. I just feel off. And so uh, the phrasing lift through it or train through it, if you will, I think is a mantra and something you can hold with you as you kind of move through uh, 2021 here. Just just keep training through it, you guys, especially on the days you don't want to do something. Those are the days that they matter the most. 
those are the ones that they bank. They compound and they end up making you the fit, you know, resilient, badass person uh, you're going to be in the future. So if all else fails, you're having a shit day, 14 things go wrong, just uh, train through it and keep on going. Don't make an excuse. Don't say why you can't do it. Don't punt it till the next day. Just train through it. Now, obviously, if you're hurt and injured, don't take that literally. Like, don't be a dumbass. But you guys get where I'm going with it. And I thought that was cool. So, because the other day I was super tired. I think it was, was it Wednesday? I was just exhausted. I didn't want to do anything. And I'm like, you know what? I got 50 minutes for free. And I got done with the workout. And I had two more people here to meet with. And then I got done. I'm like, you know what? I feel way better. And I'm like, just fucking lift through it, man. And I just kept saying it to myself over and over again. I had a great workout and uh, felt like a productive day. So maybe it can help you guys do the same. With that, different ways to make progress in the gym. Simple stuff. All things you know. If you're talking outside of the gym, eat real food for sure. Take the proper supplements. Get quality sleep. Do your mobility. Do your foam rolling. Have a program that makes sense. Get a goal have accountability, have a coach, have a community, have a friend who will push you. Outside the scope of that, specific things you can do. One, if you're lifting, you're loading, you're doing some form of strength training, which you should be doing some version of that every week in your program, or whether it's one week, one day a week, two days a week, three days a week, whatever you like, uh, whatever fits your goals and what you're trying to do. Increase the weight as you go. So, The easiest example we could give you, maybe it's week one, you're doing goblet squats. You're doing three sets of 10 at 40 pounds, taking a minute rest in between. Maybe on week two, you do three sets of 10 at 45 pounds with the same minute rest in between. And week three, maybe you do three sets of 10 at 50 pounds with the same minute rest in between. Now, All we did is increase the load. That's the most basic. That's the one probably everybody's used to. That's the one everybody knows. I didn't even have to say it, but I threw it out there in case you're not challenging yourself. Now, at some point, you're going to reach an apex in your training. You're going to reach a a point of uh, critical mass where you just can't, you can't do anymore. That's it. You're, You're capped out. Genetically, you can't, you know, you're deadlifting 600 pounds and that's it. And... That's where these other metrics are going to come into play and be so important. But at first, it's gradually increasing the weight as you go. And then we can talk about, you know, tapering and uh, deload weeks and stuff later on. But for you guys who are listening who haven't been doing this, just these small five-pound increment increases week by week is going to be a game changer. So the sets are the same, the reps are the same, but the load is the variable. So increasing your squat five pounds per week. Maybe increasing your overhead press five pounds per week can be a game changer. That's a way for you to make progress. Next on the list, more reps or sets. Now we're talking about volume increase here. So we'll go squats for the same example. Maybe that first week you're doing, oh, let's say split squats because they're the worst and the best at the same time. So three sets of 10 at 40 pounds. Okay, so you got 40-pound dumbbells in each hand. You're doing three sets of 10 in the left leg, three sets of 10 in the right leg. Week number two comes. You're going to go three sets of 12. So this is where it gets spicy. 
So again, same 40 pound dumbbells. So the load is the same. We're not changing the weight. So the load is not the variable. It's the volume. You're doing three sets of 12 on the left leg and then three sets of 12 on the right leg. And then we come to week number three. Maybe you're going to mess with the sets now instead of just the reps. So you're going to go four sets of 10 with the 40s on the left leg and then four sets of 10 on the right leg. And then maybe obviously in the, in the fourth week, you can go four sets of 12. Personally, I prefer doing more sets than the higher reps. And I know that might sound strange, but this is a personal preference because I feel mentally better if the reps are lower and I can still take the, the minute rest in between or the 90 seconds in between, whatever the rest may be. I personally like kind of that 10 rep range. I think there's some magic that happens around there. Not that I don't think you can get a lot out of 12, 15, 20 reps because you can and I do the high volume stuff, but admittedly I fucking hate it um, because it's hard. It burns. That's what it, that's what really gets me over time. If you said, Jeremy, what would you rather do? Grab 200 pound dumbbells in each hand. So 200 pounds and do split squats of five reps on the left leg and five on the right. Or would you rather do 20 reps of body weight on the left and right leg? I'll take the hundred pounds all day, dude. Even though it's miserable, even though it's tough, it's challenging, it's painful. I personally prefer that pain over the high volume pain. Now, everybody's different. Some people like mid-range stuff. Some people like low reps, high reps. Um, I just tend to do better with that. But it all works. And that's what I'm saying to you is play to your strengths some weeks and mess with the load. And then some weeks drop it and play with the volume and see where your weaknesses are at. That's how we get better. We find what the holes in our game are. I've talked about this before many times. I talked about it with Hannah when she was in the podcast. I literally like almost quit a men's health program because there were so many fucking split squats in there. It just was murdering me. And then I decided for one year to do split squats every single day. And that bulletproofed my legs. And now I can do anything comes my way. It doesn't matter. But I found, okay, man, I was used to loading the split squats like heavy, slow and controlled with a good amount of rest time in between. It's when that volume picked up and the rest time cut short, which is my next point I'll touch on. That's what started to get me. And so that's when my legs really started to change. They started to really look different. They really started to get strong. I really just started to become a different animal, uh, I guess, if you will. So the more reps and more sets is another way you can make great progress in the gym while keeping the load exactly the same. Because many people get confused, and that's probably the the two biggest ones. How do I get stronger? How do I get better? And people will say, well, I have to increase the weight, and I have to increase the reps and the sets. Well, eventually, you can't do that. Because eventually, you don't have the genetic capacity to get any stronger. We all have a limit. I don't care who you are. From Arnold to me to you, we all have a limit to how strong we can be. Even the world's strongest man, at some point he's capped out. And then there comes another point where you can't add any more reps or sets because you're going to be working out for seven hours. You can't do, oh, this week it's four sets of 10. Next week it's five sets of 10. Well, eventually you're going to do, what, 100 sets of 10? It doesn't work. Or you're going to do 15 sets of 25. You either, A, won't have enough time because you have a job and a wife and kids, and or two, you have no life and you're a complete loser and you can train five hours a day, but your body just breaks down because it can't recover. And so that's why we're talking about all the different ways to make progress. 
The third one, decreasing the rest in between the sets. Now, this is the tough one for a lot of people. So if you're talking hypertrophy, uh, you know, how to build muscle, maybe 60 to 90 seconds rest in between sets, depending on what the movement is, things that are compound, squats, deadlifts, probably a little bit longer, 90 seconds, two minutes, three minutes, who knows, depending on what you're doing. If you're doing heavy strength stuff like 531 or uh, German volume training, there's a million different protocols. I don't want to get lost in details and, you know, throw out a bunch of gibberish here that doesn't mean anything without context. But if you're talking most of the rest between sets for people, 60, 90 seconds, maybe two minutes, that's probably the average. So if week one, you're in a normal kind of training program, and you're taking 90 seconds of rest between sets. So let's say you're doing uh, goblet squats, like heavy goblet squats for you guys, half your body weight. You're doing, you weigh 200 pounds, you're doing 100 pound uh, goblet squats for sets of 8 to 10 or 12, give or take. You take 90 seconds rest in between for week one. Week two comes, maybe it's just 85 seconds rest in between sets. And then week three comes, maybe it's just 80 seconds of rest uh, between the sets. So you see where I'm going? You're slowly cutting down that rest time each week. That to me is one of the toughest ones. And a lot of people don't think about that. And you have to be really diligent if you're going to play with the rest time. Most people aren't. They're not on a timer. And you don't need to, obviously, like we own the space here. So I have a huge clock and it tells us three, two, one, go three, two, one rest. Like it's down to the second. If you're at a gym and you're training or you're on your own and you don't have this in a timer and you let your brain wander three, four minutes is going to go by like that because something will happen. If you're a person who checks their phone or email during training, you're really going to struggle with this. It's really tough to do. You have to have it on a timer. Maybe it's like uh, Tabata's Pro or uh, I'm trying to think of the other timers. Uh, Gym Next. There's a lot of timers you can use. There's a, there's a million free apps out there. But just really setting the, the clock. So when you have the clock going, let's say you're doing your bench press. You're going to take 90 seconds in between. You do the bench press reps. You look at the clock and you go, oh, say, okay, a minute and a half from now, I'll get back on the bench press. And that's your first week. Then the next week comes, you're going through your bench press. Okay, now it's only 85 seconds. And you're, it's these gradual changes. They don't have to be drastic. They don't have to be huge, but they do have to be changes. That's how you guys are going to make progress. So increasing the weight, more reps, more sets, or decreasing the rest time in between what you're used to. And this can be on a bigger scale too. If you normally do... Uh, like sprinting intervals. Maybe you take, you do a sprint interval and you take four minutes between uh, the sets. Maybe you mess with it and you just take 345 or 330 over time. So you're gradually moving the needle, depending on your protocol and your program and obviously what you guys want to get done with it. The next one, and this is probably the most important, stronger mental mindset. And what does that mean? It's the way we think about training. It's, uh, it's the language we use when we talk about ourselves. Um, a lot of people are guilty of this. You're your own worst enemy. And you negatively self-talk and you're dreading everything. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect with this. Because there's days here where I'm like, this sucks. And that's just how it's going to be. And you got to bite the bullet, dude. You just got to go to your pain cave and uh, become somebody else. You know, go somewhere in your mind and uh, 
hang on to your dark passenger for a ride because that's what you got to do. And what I'm saying is when you look at your training, when you look at the program, when you look at what's going to happen for the day, the first week you get into a real program, like something that's going to challenge you. The phrasing is like, shit, this is going to suck, man. And that's how you talk to yourself. And there might always be things that that's how you speak to yourself and that's okay. But overall, that's how a lot of people look at training and they look at the tough workouts like shit, this is going to really suck. And then week two, it turns into, uh, this is a really hard day, but I'm ready for it. And just that change of mindset, that change of language is everything. And then the third week, it's like, eh, that's not so bad. We've done worse. So you're starting to kind of change how you think about it, how you process it, how you compartmentalize the pain, how you're mentally kind of going through the workout before you even do it. What's the order I'm going to go in? Where are the parts that are going to be super painful? What are the ones that I'm going to be able to just crush? Here's where I can recover. And you start to think about it almost methodically, if you will. And then week four, you're like, hey, I'm getting stronger. Fuck it. I can crush this. And that's the language you start to have. And every day won't be that. Every day won't be perfect. That does take practice. It takes uh, almost like that, uh, you know, the Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality, if you will, or the, uh, you know, the David Goggins approach, just like, fuck it, you got to do it. But as you can start to, you know, feel different and think about it differently and talk to yourself differently, like, hey, man, you know, I've done 100 cows in the assault bike before. I got this. Hey, man, I push a sled further with heavier weight and shorter amount of time. This is nothing to me. I can do this. It's like the, the, all the training prepares you for the week after week after week. But if you're only going through the physical aspect of it and not the mental part of it, you're always going to be beat down. You're always going to be kind of behind the eight ball. So you have to look at it from a place of like, I can get better here. I can make a change here. I've done things worse than this, and this is nothing to me. And even if it's just you hyping yourself up, doing incantations or whatever you have to do, trust me, over time it works. Next one, increase your range of motion and your flexibility. This is why on Instagram, a lot of the days, you guys, I'll just post myself a quick photo, mandatory mobility, just to remind you of how important it is that you have to keep doing it over time if you want to have increased range of motion and better flexibility. And not just for life, which I think is the most important, so you're not you know, struggling to get up and down to play with your kids or to get out of bed. You want to keep your joints healthy and loose and have good tissue quality. But if you want to really look your best, perform your best, be your strongest, be able to hike, up and down mountains, be able to ride a bike, be able to swim, be able to, you know, get as much out of each muscle group as possible, you have to have good mobility. The greater the mobility, the greater the hypertrophy, the greater the muscle tissue you're going to destroy, and the more benefits you're going to reap, the better you're going to look over time. Long, like elongated, I guess, excuse me, like elongated muscles, nice stretch muscle bellies, making you stronger over time. So you don't want to just go through half ranges of motion because then we're only touching half the tissue. You're never going to be able to look the best you can look or feel the best you could ever feel. What I mean by this is when you have better range of motion, better mobility, better flexibility, you have deeper squats. That's a key. 
So if you can squat two inches deeper, your body's going to get that much stronger. You're going to touch that much more muscle tissue. Even if you get to the point where you want to, if you're a deadlift and you can master the deadlift, right? Deficit deadlifts, decline push-ups, things that we don't think about, increased ankle mobility, increased hip shoulder mobility. Those things are key when you overhead press, when you do pull-ups, just by doing calf raises, basic lateral movement so you can squat properly. These are all things where if your shoulders are tight, your thoracic spine is tight, your glutes are tight, you're going to get this referred back pain, uh, this referred knee pain, and you're going to shy away from movements you normally would do because they don't feel good. So when you can move the body through full range of motion, that's pain-free, you can do anything. And then sky's the limit because you're getting deeper on every press, every push, every pull. Does that make sense what I'm saying? When you're restricted, you can't go anywhere. It's like if you want to think of, you know, this season of life we're in, like you've been restricted to your community or your town or your country, you haven't been able to travel and fly and go places, it, it, it makes your circle so small. And that's the same thing with your body, right? When you look at it, if you're only squatting, you know, 10 inches above parallel, how strong can you really get? How much hamstring can you really develop? How much quad can you really develop? How much glute can you build? When you have a bigger range of motion, your body is free to move through space. And then it, it unlocks this whole other level that a lot of people aren't getting to. And that's a lot of people's biggest problem. They can't squat to depth. They can't overhead press. They can't fully push. They can't fully pull because the tissue is so tight. They're so bound up because they haven't taken the time to increase the range of motion and have better flexibility and mobility through life. And you guys need that. That's why I harp on it so much. And that's a great way to make progress in the gym. Even if you never got stronger, which you will, by the way, having a better range of motion, I believe, makes a better quality of life. And the last one real quick before we go, the change in your tempo. And this one is probably the most painful and one that a lot of people don't want to do because everybody wants to move fast and quick and everything is hit this or Tabatis that and fat loss this and that's all great. And you can still do those protocols with changing the speed. And if you guys have listened to the podcast for a long time, you'll hear me say the phrases speed, load, tempo, volume, things like this. This is all what I'm talking about here. And I've mentioned all these things before. I'm just trying to package them in this specific way. So it really drills home. If you're in 2021, you've just started, you know, new year, new you, it's a resolution, you're trying to get into a program. These are things you can take and apply to a program that you did last year. That makes it a completely different program. You can take something that you did for 10 years, and you can mess with the tempo and the speed of it. It's a game changer. And what I'm talking about is slowing down the eccentric, like, think of it this way. If you're squatting, right, and you normally squat it at a pace of like one second down, one second up. If you slow down the eccentric phase, the lowering part of the exercise with greater control, and you instead of squatting one second down, one second up, you squat three seconds down, three, two, one, the bottom, and then you shoot back up. Now what we've done is we've created a more control of the body, more time under tension, leading to higher 
muscle damage. And that's what I was talking about with the increased range of motion and flexibility and mobility. And so when you have this higher muscle damage, more muscle growth, i.e. you look better. You see what I'm saying here? That's how you build muscle. That's how you become leaner. That's how you become stronger. So if we're talking about split squats, instead of just banging them out like one, two, three, four, five, super quick, slow, three, two, one, bottom knee hits the ground. You can come up quick if you want, and then down again, slow, three, two, one, and then up. That way you can keep the same reps. You can keep the same load. You can keep the same sets if you want. Shit, you can keep the same rest time. But just by slowing down the movement, your quads, hamstrings, and glutes have to be under tension for three more additional painful seconds. That's where you get better. That's what separates the people who make changes from the people who don't make changes. Because they're not just always doing the same shit. They're willing to, to put themselves in a pain cave and just sit and cry there for a minute. That's what I'm talking about. When I do stuff here, again, I'm to the point where the load for me is not really gonna increase too much. If I lift any heavier, something's gonna rip or tear or pop and that's not good for anybody. And I don't wanna deal with that. But I can slow down the way that I deadlift. I can slow down the way that I squat, the way that I press, the way that I do pull-ups. All these things can be controlled with tempo. And I say eccentric, which is the slowing, the lowering down of the pattern. If you really hate yourself, like I do most days, you can control the concentric, that bottom force, right? So if you're loading split squats or loading a squat, start at the very bottom, like an Anderson squat, I guess, if you had it on the back. But the concentric is slowing the raising phase of a pattern. So when you're at the bottom of a squat and you have a dumbbell, so grab a dumbbell, for example, and go sit in the bottom of a squat and then slowly raise up. So from the bottom to the top, slowly come up at three, two, one, as you're raising yourself up. And you can come down quick if you want to, but slowly raising yourself up. And if you really, really want to be in some misery, like you're on a whole level of, you know, masochism, like you're really into self-abuse, take a light load. If we're going to squat, goblet squat, I say squatting and goblet squatting because the lower body stuff is obviously always the worst. But we do this with uh, dumbbell bench press protocols all the time as well. Down slow, three, two, one at the bottom. Hold it for a second. Then when you come up, slowly raise up, three, two, one, up. And now you're living in a real miserable place where the eccentric phase is terrible and the concentric phase is terrible. So if you guys are stuck at home, you're training in your home gym uh, with just dumbbells and kettlebells, you don't got access to a lot of equipment or loads and things and you want to keep making progress, you can do all the above mentioned, but if you just had body weight and some basic light weights, slowing down the concentric lowering phase and slowing down the, excuse me, slowing down the eccentric, the lowering phase and slowing down the concentric, the raising phase of the pattern, that can make your life miserable really quick. Uh, we filmed a, a series the other day with, with Heather. Um, she filmed me doing these split squats, like a minute split squats. So one rep in one minute, the worst. And I think raising, so the concentric coming up phase slower is way worse than going down because gravity is going to help you go down for sure. You're fighting gravity on the way up. That's what sucks. So what I'm saying is on these split squats, I was doing body weight, 30 seconds on the way down, back knee taps the floor, then 30 seconds on the way up. I mean, the amount of shaking 
and muscle fibers I could see just rippling through my legs and how painful it was. It's a miserable experience, but that's how you get better. And those are all things you can do when you're stuck at home, traveling on the road, in a hotel, or again, if you don't have access to a gym or you don't want to go to one, these are all great ways for you guys to make progress. Is it fun? No, but that's none of the stuff we do in the gym is fun, right? Not the stuff that makes us change anyway. Like we love it in some, you know, sadistic kind of like hate yourself way, but it's not really fun. So again, to recap this really quick to let you guys go, increasing weight each week of your lifts, 40 pounds, 45 pounds, 50 pounds, increasing the reps or sets, whether it's three sets of 10, three sets of 12, or four sets of 10 as you go through the weeks, decreasing the rest time, taking it from two minutes to half a minute to a minute, depending on the lift, having a better mindset, the way that you speak about yourself, not like, oh, fuck, I got to go train today. This sucks. That's a terrible way to look at it. It's talking to yourself like I get the opportunity to go train today. I have the ability to train. I have the opportunity to go sweat and to move because a lot of people don't. And I want to get serious here, but there's a lot of people who are sick, a lot of people who are in wheelchairs, who are paralyzed, who don't get to run and jump and move and skip and do the shit that you do. They trade places with you in a heartbeat to go ride the assault bike. So stop saying like, oh shit, this sucks. I have to do this today. You don't have to do anything. You're a grown ass adult. You're choosing to go train. You have the opportunity to train. That's the gift, my friends. Changing your mindset the way that you think about it. And again, some of this stuff is always going to suck. I'm the first one to say it, but we still have the ability to gut through it. And a lot of other people don't. Increasing range of motion and mobility. Having more flexibility and mobility in your life. Better tissue quality makes the overall quality of your life better. And the last one, messing with the speed, the tempo of which you train. How long, how much time under tension you can take before you crack and crumble. And that can be done with lightweight or no weight at all. Honestly, body weight. Um, you can crush yourself if you really control the speeds. And those are game changers. So again, just six ways you guys can make massive progress in the gym as you begin the new year. So if you guys got any questions on those, obviously hit me up. I'm happy to uh, to dig deeper on them as we go. And again, like Mark Bell just said, lift through it. Train through it. We all got some shit to deal with this year. It hasn't been perfect. It's not going to be perfect. I don't know if it ever has been or it ever will be, but just train through it and uh, and you'll be okay and you'll feel better once you do. So again, a reminder of the podcast brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD. If you guys want to try the CBD product I take to sleep every night, the Dream specifically, hit me up. I get you a link for three free nights. Otherwise, I always get you 20% off. And again, if you guys have not yet gotten Athletic Greens, it's the best all-in-one vitamin supplement you can take and uh, we'll give you a packet for free to try and we can hook you up with a year supply of vitamin d3 and five free travel packs a pretty badass offer and i'm happy to offer it as long as i can if it makes you guys a little bit healthier and a little bit happier let's do it so if you're on the podcast app drop me a five star leave a comment i'd appreciate it share this with a friend or friend member who wants to train to make progress or feels like they're not making progress and they're kind of stuck in a training rut, have them listen to this, and I think it can kind of refresh their training and what they're currently doing and what they can do moving forward in the new year. So, YouTubers, thank you for watching. I appreciate you. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I got to eat something and uh, maybe call it a day here. So, uh, I'll check in with you guys tomorrow, most likely, or Sunday with Heather with a new episode. But until next time, eat well, 
train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.